Colossians 2, 6-7. Therefore, as we receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Good afternoon and welcome back to Chapel Shorts. This is your host, Mr. Admire. Jacob Silchuk opened up our episode today by reciting our theme verse and did a great job with that. He'd been asking me for weeks and I finally got him on, so I was, I was really excited for him, and he was also excited to be on here, so that was, that was great. Well, today in chapel, we started a new series, and that series is something I've titled Singleness, Marriage, and the In-Between. I did send out an email letting parents know this is what we're going to be talking about in chapel, partly because this is a, a sensitive issue for some families, but also so you can listen in on chapel shorts and be able to engage with your kids on what, what they're learning about in chapel. And so this is exactly why Chapel Shorts was created, so that you would be in the know on what your students are hearing um, anytime you wanted to know what's going on in chapel. So uh, welcome if this is your first time. I appreciate you listening in, and I hope this is a, a benefit and a help for you. Well, the question might come to some of your minds, why talk about this with a bunch of grammar and middle school students? Maybe the high school students, it makes some sense. Uh, but what's the what's the purpose? Well, there are three reasons why I wanted to go through this series with the whole student body. And one of them was practical because even young students at times will talk about boyfriend, girlfriend, or I have a crush on him or her. And so even at a young age, I want to make sure our students are practically thinking about these things in a way that's biblically informed. Well, another reason is for protection for our students. And, and what I mean by that is this is a very significant topic. Um, and, and trying to pursue the desires that God has given us for marriage outside of marriage can have devastating effects. And, and some of our students and, and maybe some of your own lives know the difficulty of, of not following God's design in this area and are living in consequences for not following God's design on this topic. And so um, I do think this is good for a protection for our students to hear God's truth early so as they develop, they'll think about these things as God would have them to think about it. And a side note there is, you know, God is sovereign over all the circumstances that have happened in our life and can redeem us and use those circumstances for our good and His glory, um, even the difficult ones that result from our sin. That's the testimony of Scripture time and time again. And the third one is preparedness. You know, sometimes we talk about these topics after people have already run into a problem. And so I want them to know what the biblical aim is and how to grow in maturity as they pursue these relationships. So here's the big question that's driving this whole series, and that is how should we pursue a relationship for marriage in a way that pleases the Lord? And, and I'm not opposed to saying how do you pursue a dating relationship in a way that pleases the Lord or a romantic relationship in a way that pleases the Lord. Obviously, for the grammar students, it is going to come out a little bit differently where we, we're going to emphasize more of um, how do you think about marriage instead of pursue a relationship? But that's that's really the driving question. And there are five points that we're going to run through uh, this entire series. Now, I'll, I'll go ahead and give them to you today. The first is that if we want to pursue a relationship in a way that pleases the Lord, we need to, number one, champion the sufficiency of Scripture. Or you might say embrace the sufficiency of Scripture. Number two, we need to think in the categories of Scripture. Number three, we need to honor the covenant of Scripture. Number four, respect the authorities in Scripture. And then number five, live in the freedom of Scripture. So those are the five points that are going to cover uh, the rest of this series. Well, number one and number two are what we discussed today. So I'll, I will quickly highlight some things from this. So number one, championing the, the sufficiency of Scripture. We see in 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17 that God's Word is sufficient 
for everything we need for our holiness, for sanctification. Um, it reads as this, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So what this is, is teaching is that God's Word is enough. What God tells us is all we need for a life and godly living. So we can live in a relationship or pursue marriage in a way that is pleasing to the Lord based on what Scripture tells us alone. And I think that's important because some people will and rightly recognize that the Bible is fairly silent on moving from single to married. And because of that, some people will say, well, Scripture doesn't really guide us or, or have guidance for us on this topic. But what I want to affirm is that what Scripture does say about marriage and singleness is sufficient to give us the principles we need to live a holy, righteous life in the midst of these uh, relationships. The other reason this is important is because people get very opinionated when you bring up the topic of dating. And a lot of people have this is the right way to do it approach or you have to follow this or else you're not being godly approach. And I just want us to hold fast to what God says. And the third thing that sometimes happens is people in these relationships try to look for signs or extra revelation from God. And they think without that, they don't have what they need to be able to know what to do. Should I marry this person or not? Please give me a sign, right? Um, well, that, that's not necessary because we have all we need to make a wise decision found in the words of Scripture. So I begin just by asking our students, do they believe that Scripture really is sufficient? Well, the second point we cover today is that we need to think in the categories of Scripture. And I encourage our students that biblical terms and biblical vocabulary should frame our thinking on, on a topic. In Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We want our minds to line up with God's mind when it comes to the topic of our relationship status and how we speak of it. And so if you look in Scripture for how God describes different relationships, there's really they, they all center around this one idea, and that is the idea of married or not married. So every status you come across in Scripture is tied to that. Uh, really, the only in-between status you see between single and married is this idea of betrothal, which is really a commitment to be committed to one another in marriage. And so it's not a sin to use terms like boyfriend, girlfriend, we're dating, we're in a relationship, we're a couple. Uh, I'm not suggesting that's sinful, but what I am suggesting is we need to think of those relationships in the biblical category in which they exist, which would be unmarried. And there's a problem when we try to take the weight that's reserved for a different category like marriage and bring that into a category that it's not intended for, like singleness or unmarried. And when you start trying to take the responsibilities of marriage or the privileges of marriage and apply that to a dating relationship, you really run into some significant issues. So that's where we're going next week. Next week, we're going to talk about honoring the covenant of marriage and understanding what obligations and responsibilities exist within that covenant and then aiming to honor that as what God calls us to honor. So that's what we covered today. I think some good questions for you to ask would be, what are the categories for relationship statuses that exist in the Bible? And why does that matter? How, how should that inform how you think about dating relationships or relationships you're in right now? And I think that would provide some really good conversation. Uh, for the younger kids, you know, you could ask a similar question, what are the categories? Um, and then just with them, I would ask, is God's word trustworthy? Can we trust what God says is really enough for us? And that's a really great question uh, to get them holding on to and embracing God's word in any topic of their life. 
Well, I hope you come back next week to, to hear more on this topic, primarily so that you can engage with your kids and what they're learning, uh, but also hopefully you're, you're encouraged by these things as well. So thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to speaking with you again next week on Chapel Shorts.